It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to The Paddock and the Pavilion with Stephen Wallace. In each show, Stephen will interview someone connected to the world of horse racing or cricket. Hello and a happy new year to all our listeners. I hope you all had an enjoyable Christmas. Before introducing Patrick Foster, our first guest of 2023, I would like to give special thanks to a few people who have helped me during the year. Roland Butcher, our resident cricket expert, who kindly reviews all England's Test match action. Young jockey Gavin Ashton, for the time he gave me on the road to recovery. Richard Pittman, for his racing insight. It's a big year for Richard in January. And the Fairbreakers, for their help and the work they are doing to progress gender equality on a truly global scale. Two podcasts I will always remember were the ones on Birdsville Races, the Outback Racecourse in Queensland, Australia, a part four is in the course of edit, and my amazing chat with 94-year-old former jockey Ron Hutchinson. Now on to today's show with Patrick Foster, who first appeared on the Paddock and the Pavilion back in March. Hello, everyone. On today's podcast, I'm delighted to welcome back Patrick Foster, the professional cricketer who hit the headlines in early 2022 with the publication of his compelling book, Might Bite, The Secret Life of a Gambling Addict. Hello again, Patrick. Hi, how are you? Great to see you and thanks for having me on again. Well, thank you. Uh, You've had a very busy year traveling around the globe talking about your story and how you can help others not go through what you went through. Yeah, that's right. Um, It's certainly been another whirlwind year. Um, Lots of travel, um, been to all sorts of places, but it's certainly been um, one that I'll never forget and a a very rewarding one Um, and continue to enjoy what I do. It's nice to give something back after taking a lot away and and hopefully be making a difference um, by using my story and experiences. 
And how many schools, colleges, workplaces, sporting organisations have you been to? Uh, it's a good question, actually. I probably don't know the exact number. I certainly know that I've been into um, over 100 independent schools this year. Um, and then when you add on to that a number of state schools, um, sporting organisations, as you said, um, companies, organisations, um, I dread to think almost how many it is, but um, none is kind of more important than another. Um, and as I always say, if I've reached lots of people, that's great. If I've helped one, um, even better. And have you had to tailor your talk depending on, on the audience? Yeah, you do. I mean, obviously, when you're talking to um, students, pupils within schools, it's important that that's um, tailored according to the age of them, both in terms of kind of how hard hitting the message is, but also um, according to their age as to whether they're kind of legally able to gamble or not. Um, so you have to, yeah, you certainly have to think about what the intention of, of the message is, although it doesn't differ um, that much. Um, and then obviously in sporting organisations, you focus on um, their kind of situation, the environment they're in, the lifestyles they lead. So whilst um, the intention and, and the message doesn't differ hugely, um, there's certainly uh, a little bit of variety in, in what's said and how it's done. So what's the youngest people you've been talking to? Um, so I think the youngest audience um, that I've actually spoken to this year is, is year eight pupils. Um, that said, um, if you've read my book or know of my story, I don't want people to think that I, I kind of go in and um, share my story in a way that I would with, with adults. Um, and the messaging is not so much specifically around gambling itself, but the convergence between video gaming and gambling, the importance of awareness around online risk-taking behaviours, uh, the impact these things can have on mental health, um, self-awareness, all sorts of really, really important um, topics and messages, hopefully delivered in a way um, that helps those people learn and grow. And what's it been like going back to some of your former schools? You went to Oundle, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, that's always the most kind of surreal talk I ever do, I think. Um, taking myself back to being sat in the Great Hall, listening to a general studies lecture, and, and there I am on stage. Um, and it, it is very strange, but at the same time, it, it's a real privilege to be able to do that. Um, it's always interesting because there's teachers in the, in the audience in the room that actually taught me. And I think one of the things that hits home um, more than anything for them and a lot of people connected to organizations where I was um, kind of part of the fabric is, is that actually it's that thing about it, me being the last person that they ever expected to go through what I did. Um, and I think that kind of makes it hit home even more. Shows it can really happen to anyone. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think in many ways, one thing I'm realizing through the work that I do is that that, that narrative is, is changing. I think historically it was a case of, well, there's certain people that 
this is these sorts of things are likely to happen or affect and now actually that's that's changing a lot and and often these things are actually happening to those so-called people you least expect it to and and that's what's scary and again i think one of the things that my story um, perhaps demonstrates is that actually whilst these things are going on people can continue to to be high functioning individuals and um in some ways that allows people to to mask the the real truth even more which was the case in in your particular story yeah absolutely i think um i i kind of talk at length about how i became a master of disguise and was able to to hide it from almost ev- everybody of course people recognize that, that there's perhaps an issue and and things are going on but i think nobody ever realizes the the extent to which these problems might be manifesting themselves and what's the feedback been like from from the schools yeah i mean i'm i'm very lucky in the sense that it seems to have been incredibly positive um I think the nicest part of it is the way it touches everybody in some way, even if they don't gamble or um, haven't had any issues of this kind yet. It seems to still have an impact and resonate with them. Um, I think one thing that is for certain is that nobody doubts the relevance and importance of it, which um, is scary in itself, but actually... Yeah, I think for as long as the feedback continues to be like it is, then I'll keep doing what I do. And you said on our previous podcast that you weren't against gambling. Um, I mean, horse racing is is dependent on on gambling. But do you think there's progress being made in the way it's being portrayed in the in the media? Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, as I said before, and I'll say again, I'm not anti-gambling. Um, I don't. I recognise that everybody um, who gambles doesn't have a gambling problem or become a gambling addict. But for a small percentage of people, when it, it does get you, it can get you really badly. And and what I am trying to do is to try and help those people who are that small percentage, um, but also influence the way people view that and make sure that less people. Um, are affected by it so I think in terms of awareness of it as an issue um, that as we've come a long way um, in the last few years and uh, there's certainly much more awareness there's more education going on um, and there's more proactive measures being put in place to try and protect those people so yeah certainly progress is being made I, I still think there's a way to go um but we're getting there um and hopefully uh, i'm playing a, a very small part in that and the book might buy it's had some excellent uh, reviews it's just been nominated uh in the cricket writers club uh, book of the year uh yeah i mean the book it can't believe i still can't believe that it was this year that it was published um it seems a long time ago but um, yeah, the the kind of exposure that it got on publication was was extraordinary, quite overwhelming in many ways, and something I'm incredibly grateful for. 
um, and and then to to be nominated for awards and get some of the reviews and feedback that that we have um, makes me very proud. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's been a it's been a fantastic experience for me. Um, certainly, I've learned an awful lot. Um, and as I said earlier, I I hope it's made a difference to some people's lives. Well, I'd certainly recommend the book to uh, anyone who wants to read a, a, about your story. It's uh, it's compelling stuff. Uh, and as a as a professional cricketer, um, did you get to play some games this year? I did. Yeah, I um, I played for for my club Horsepath um, in the home counties league. Uh, and yeah, I, I certainly enjoyed playing. Um, I the season was cut short by the birth of of my son, um, so I guess that was as good a reason ever as ever to um, to not play. But yeah, it was lovely to be playing again with with a smile on my face. Um, I captained the club, which for anybody who does that week in week out, um, you'll know it's a it's a, a real experience and a challenge at times. Um, but one that, that I really enjoyed. Um, and yeah, just a uh, few months off and inevitably we go again. So you got some, you got more than just early season wickets this year then, did you? Well, I'm not sure about that. Um, certainly not as many as I, I should have done, but managed to get a few, um, a few wickets, which was nice. Perhaps not as, uh, as many runs as I could or should have done, but um, I guess that's the story of my career. And on the cricket cricket front, what did you think to England's year, 2022, just winning in, in Pakistan, led by Ben Stokes? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a complete revelation and uh, I've, I've loved every minute of, of watching and, and following it. Um, I, I've got huge admiration for people that, um, as I always say, practice what they preach. Um, and yeah, what they've done, I, I really do think they've changed the game. Um, and they live, live by the sword, die by it. And, um, I really enjoy that. Um, I think there's, there's going to be some challenges ahead. I don't think it's all going to be plain sailing, but I certainly think it's going to be entertaining. Um, and, and that's something that I'm all in for. Um, and then of course, what they did in, in the white ball, format as well winning the world cup over in australia um was amazing and and great to see um so yeah it's been uh it's been a fantastic year for for england and obviously uh, the women's game has gone from strength to strength um and and i think that will continue to be the case so yeah it's um certainly a year to remember for english cricket and let's hope it's the same in 2023 when we've got to both men's and women's ashes on on home soil. Yeah, I mean, I I was just talking to somebody the other day about watching England go about their business in this style against that Australian bowling attack. Um, I think that really will be the ultimate test, but it's certainly going to be fun. Um, and again, the the women's game, Australia have, have set the benchmark. Um, in that in that sport for so long um and i mean in many ways that they're, they're almost one of the most impressive sporting teams there's there is or has ever been and um yeah it'll be a real test for, for england's women's side but 
they've got some exciting players and it'll um it'll certainly be worth watching and on the um, men's side you can only admire ben stokes the captain who opened up about his own mental health issues yeah absolutely i think um i think firstly to recognize that in himself um and to to have the bravery and courage to step away and and sort of put that first prioritize it was huge but then to actually publicly um share his experience um so candidly um i've got huge admiration for um and i think he has he has certainly helped an awful lot of people um and again going back to something that I mentioned earlier, I think watching the documentary um, about him, I think he again kind of talks about this, the fact that people can be going through these things and yet can still be achieving things, can still on the face of it seem to be doing well and life to be great, um, when actually underneath it all um, things are crumbling. And I think that was that was really interesting. I do also think that what he had been through previously and, and he's had some well-documented trials and tribulations I think in a life like he leads often you have to move on so quickly from those things and and do you have time to really reflect and and let those sink in perhaps not and, and I think that took its toll eventually but I've got a huge amount of respect for him um, for coming out and, and talking about it and my word as a cricketer he is um, he's something else and, and clearly an, an extraordinary captain and personally you mentioned earlier in the podcast that you became a dad you and your wife Charlotte um, your son Freddie was born on the same day that Queen Elizabeth II died yeah um, that's right obviously a very sad day for for everybody else, an extremely happy one for us. Um, luckily, sort of Freddie was born at, at one o'clock in the morning and the news of the Queen's sad passing um, didn't sort of reach us until the evening. So we had time to, to celebrate and, and enjoy Freddie's arrival before paying our own tributes um, to the Queen. But yeah, it's uh, like anybody who's a, a parent knows, it's, it's been a whirlwind. Um, it's like nothing else, but it's it's certainly the best thing in the world. And I've had an opportunity to reflect a lot over the last few months. And as I say in my talks now, um, the one thing I've reflected on more than anything else um, since Freddie's been born is is I can now do the most important job in the world of, of being a parent. And when I was going through what I did, um, I couldn't even look after myself, let alone somebody else. So um, that fills me with with enormous pride. And more talks again in 2023. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the schedule and and diary is is already filling up. Um, and yeah, lots more schools to to speak to, um, organisations um, to work with. Uh, and I don't think um, we're anywhere near. Uh, getting to where we we want to get to as an organisation and um, me personally, um, but I but I also think and um, I'm always very honest about this. I 
I know that what I do, um, whilst I love it um, and intend um, to do it for as long as, as people want or, or need it, I, I don't think it's what I'll do forever. Um, just because I think there's going to come a point where actually um, it's time to, to move on, um, not let kind of gambling monopolize my life whilst it does in a very different way. Um, but we're certainly not there yet. So um, for, long as, for as long as that's the case, um, absolutely. Um, talking and sharing and, and hopefully um, making a very real difference. And this is working for Epic Risk Management. Yeah, that's right. Um, and and that the business in itself, um, I think, shows the scale of, of the problem in the sense that we've grown from being just a, a handful of people with lived experience to now a team of nearly 40 people operating in numerous different countries across the world. And um, I've seen that business grow Um as, as my kind of recovery's progressed and, and that's been fantastic, the work that it does and um, now branching out into other parts of the world, particularly America. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's certainly been a journey and an exciting one. And I caught a quote that you'd put on your Twitter page, which I thought was very appropriate. Um, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. Yeah, absolutely. C.S. Lewis, um, I think my, my favorite quote and, and the last slide in any presentation that I give, um, because I think that that really is the mantra that I have had to adopt in my recovery since that moment in 2018. Um, and I think there's a lot to be said for it. Um, I look back, I try not to get stare, um, because ultimately, whilst I would love to change the past um i can't um but what i can change is is the future and and that's my every intention well thank you very much again patrick for joining me on the paddock and the pavilion it's been a real pleasure to catch up with you and and hear the the fantastic work you're doing around the globe you even went to nairobi i think where you were born yeah, that's right. Um, a trip to Kenya for some some education work, and and actually back there at the end of January, um, which will which will be great, and, and a place close to my heart. So who knows where this world and this work is going to take me in in twenty twenty three? But twenty twenty two has been been a year I will certainly never forget. And um, thank you for personally for for all your support of um, my work, my book. Um, and and your part in in raising awareness it's um it's much appreciated well thank you very much and best wishes for 2023 thank you for listening to the paddock and the pavilion you can download the show on apple Podcasts, amazon music soundcloud stitcher and spotify follow us on twitter facebook and instagram at the pad and pad don't forget if you like the show please do leave us a rating and review Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.